and welcome back to another episode of Unglamorous Truths, the podcast about making it in the industry come hell or high water. I'm Chandra. I'm Amevit. I'm Crystal. And today we're going to do something um, very, very different and very, very fun. We're going to do a little mini, mini, mini episode. And we're going to actually be answering questions submitted by you all. So we have our magic green fish bowl because green is the color of money. Green is the color of the future. And we're going to dig in here. Okay. Sorry, my nails are a fucking mess. Had on press-ons that did not end well. Um, okay. Okay, so first question. Oh, best book you've read regarding being a creative. Okay, I'll go. So, I've said this before on this show, but The Artist's Way. Oh, yeah. It's my fave. It's my creative Bible. Still haven't finished it. It's very long, but I've gotten two-thirds through, and I would like to revisit it. But um, for those who don't know, it is, it's just full of exercises. So if you're feeling blocked, if you're feeling stuck or whatever, you can always go to it and just like pick something up from it and like to get back into flow as a writer mm -hmm. so, or artist. But. I'm going to have to say the autobiography of Paul Mooney. Um, mm. I, obviously, it's a biography, so it's not necessarily about being an artist, but he is an artist mm -hmm. and he gives a lot of insight into what it was like being a comedian, especially in like the Richard Pryor era. Um, and it's laugh out loud funny. Like I had to put the book down and laugh so many times and like really get the laugh out because mm -hmm. it was hysterical. And I don't think a book has ever made me laugh like that. Um, yeah, probably uh, Dick Gregory's autobiography, mm. kind of similar energy, just his life and you know what he went through and the way he chooses to write things and his perspective. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, I just found it really inspiring. I have to read that. I've never read it. It's super fun. It's Which called, rate? it's called, uh, it's called nigger. <laughs> oh, I'm well. pretty sure. <laughs> Well, rated R. <laughs> okay. It's not on anyone's uh, display. <laughs> no, in my, in my parents' home it is, but just I just mean, like there. in Barnes & Noble, oh, it's no. probably like, now nah, you got to go search for that. It's probably mm -hmm. on that school blocked list. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. What's one thing about the work that still surprises you? Hmm. What is this? Something that's still, I mean, I'm like, many things. Every day, I'm like, yeah. oh. I know mine. Oh. It is 2023 and niggas is still sleeping on me. Oh, okay. That is very fucking surprising Come to me. Come on. <laughs> Come Sorry. on. That's really where I'm we're at mood. with it, though. I'm in a mood. Hot, yeah. hot, hot. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah. Befuddled. Period. Bewildered. Hey. Talk yeah. your shit. Get it off. Amen. It's off. Amen. I'm lighter. Um, I mean, just like you have to actively go and get new work. Like get, getting a job, like it doesn't. It's not like you just once you get a job, all the opportunities start coming your way. Mm -hmm. It's like you still have to continue to pitch yourself and show why. Yeah, yeah. especially because you think when, when you once you get the work, then you have the work. Mm -hmm. So it's like okay, this you already it. can see right. Like you, you know just what track I do. Record. Right. You know who I am. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. I would say, I my brain went to the writing process. Um, I would say that like you can write every day and you can write consistently and things can not be working. And then the work surprises me. Like I'll be like, oh, oh, in one day, like a random outside reference kind of like whether that's music or another type of stimuli entirely can like make something click. And I'm like, 
oh, it's boom, 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 here we go. Mm-hmm. So that surprises me, and it's different every time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, this is school, this is an outline. Right. It's literally like there is room for uh, inspiration, outside inspiration. Okay. Yeah, you never know what's going gonna, gonna to pop. Mm-hmm. Might be a little sexy red. Oh. I haven't listened to a lot of that lately. Yeah. Oh, okay, little red. I love it. Pound town. Right. Ooh, yikes. Okay. Um, one has to go, sitcom edition. Living single, Moesha, the Parkers are half and half. Now, I have a strong opinion about this. I have been watching the Parkers for the last two months. I am finally on season five which is the last season. I feel like the Parkers is severely underrated. Um, so fucking funny. They also, I don't know if like the execs just let them decide to do whatever they want, mm. but there are so many like creative tangents that they went on mm. and like dream sequences and they were having so much fun yeah. on that set to like laughing, cracking themselves up. And I was just like, that's it, man. That's the play. So for me, it's going to be half and half. That was now never remind my me, Half yeah. and Half is S's Atkins, mm-hmm. and um, it's her sister that lives downstairs. Yeah, they're half sisters. Yeah, one lives upstairs, upstairs one lives downstairs. downstairs. Uh huh. S's Atkins is the rich the sister, rich mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the music exec, the A and R girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked that show. I kind of discovered it late when it was like I watched it on mm-hmm. Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't appeal to me when I was younger. Now theme songs, mm-hmm. I love that theme song. Through this journey, yes, <laughs> they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of my favorite theme songs of all time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, Living Single is goaded, so there's Clearly. no way yeah. that Emmett is ever picking that. Mm-hmm. Kind of have to be the Parkers for me. Oh, that's okay. But, know, maybe I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, I was bugging. But yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not Living Single or the Parkers. Those are definitely safe. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because I haven't watched Half and Half in a long time where I recently watched the other ones kind mm-hmm. of in closer proximity. So it's like, it's, I feel like it's unfair to just like cut that one because I haven't even watched it recently. Moesha, I do love some of the later seasons get a little dramatic for me. Um, I don't know. Quick. I don't know. Quick. Just, woof, Scott, go. Half and Half. All right. Uh, I'm going to host a Half and go. Half party. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm going right, to do. We're going to marathon yeah, it. I don't know. Hey, watch me go home later and be like, no, it was Moesha. <laughs> Moesha had to go. I mean, Moesha was toxic. Yeah, she was a minute. Well, see, that's the thing. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, like a part of me, my instant thing yes. was like, it's Moesha. But then I was like, can you really cut Moesha? It's like the foundation for so many things. But that mm-hmm. was my first oh, instinct. Oh, she was, was like, because yeah, she was, was like, yeah, she she was outrageous. She was such yeah. a bitch sometimes, yeah. even though she was very cool. But she was a bitch. But it might be Moesha, y'all. Okay, what's more important, talent or work ethic? If, like, you only had to have one. Mm-hmm. More important for what? Success? Well, ma'am, well, there's no there's no follow-up no, in here. I mean, it's going to have <laughs> um, to be work ethic. For success. Sure. It's going to have to be work yeah. ethic because there's a lot of talented people that, sorry, it's like. Yeah. But work ethic, you see the hardest working person, you're like, they're not the most talented, but mm-hmm. they out here. I got to agree. Yeah. Work ethic. Work ethic's probably more important, but this isn't the question, but I would rather have talent. Mm. It's sexier. 
<laughs> and it's just like it's just like some shit you're born with. Mm-hmm. Like we work yeah. ethic. Some people are born with work ethic, yeah. but talent is like God bestowed. That's true. That is true. Yeah, r- yeah, r- rustle them. Okay, and one has to go. Streaming services edition. Apple TV, <laughs> Netflix, Peacock, Paramount. <laughs> I have to say, I ain't never watched no Paramount show. <laughs> I don't even got that platform, so. I agree. I mean, it's going to have to be Paramount, but I'm like, how do I make this harder if we just say Apple TV or Netflix? Um. Oh, because it's it, yo, Apple. Huh? Apple. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Between the two, it's so funny in my mind. Apple is like, this is so silly to me, but I have branded it as almost like the A twenty four of the streamers. Okay. Because they have like niche, interesting, really mm-hmm. specific shows. Yes. But I don't watch it all the time. It's when I'm having a taste for like something a little different today. Mm-hmm. But Netflix is definitely the main body of work. Yeah. So and like, you know what Apple don't get? Kids shows. That's true. You know what you I know do what that? I'm Kids. Okay. So. so it's almost like marry, fuck, kill. Like I would fuck Apple Plus, but I would marry Netflix. <laughs> you know, like you, you need the steady companion. The stability. Yeah. yeah. You need yes. the, the, okay. Yeah. You would just pull a Beretta out on the other mm-hmm. two. Just a yeah. Got you. Peacock and Paramount, they can go. Yeah, yeah Apple. Apple will have to go. Mm-hmm. Just because of the catalog of Netflix, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, because it's just so massive. Even yeah. though Apple has my favorite show of the year. Well, that's not true because Netflix has my favorite show. Oh. No, Platonic. Oh. Platonic? Platonic. It's so good. It's a comedy. It's literally um, Seth, Rog- Seth Rogen? Yeah. In Roseburn. And okay. they're friends. And, and it's exploring a real a adult. There, it's literally just, just them. Knocked up. Okay, you're thinking yeah. about knocked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is but that they brand. Didn't, they didn't decide. To it have is a that kid brand of comedy. Though. Just, okay, it's mm-hmm. funny and it's just about a male and a a, a, a man and a woman in their fully grown oh, wait, adult no, life but being friends. She's married. She's married and has kids. Yeah, and he's irresponsible. Yes, but do they like? Eventually... There's nothing romantic. It's literally. I mean, platonic. It's platonic. Know, That's the where point. Where we going? I mean, because I think that's I remember the whole the point. Pilot, the dad, her husband is like, "Why are you still friends with yes, him?" Yes, the husband is scared of that they'll do something. But okay, there's never. But do y'all energy. believe in man woman platonic relationship? Do you believe they can exist? If if they, yeah. I guess in a okay, but also if they're both like heterosexual, heterosexual yeah, okay. I think they can at a distance. I think if that's your main person, like proximity wise, you hanging out with them every single day, and that's your absolute bestie, things could get messy. Like, or maybe they have gotten messy in the past, and now you're not crossing that bridge ever again. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this story. This is good. I'm a bit. <laughs> good. Right. I believe in those. I believe in yeah. those. Yeah. I think you could. I think yeah. something can happen once, and you could like be like, let's be put like, that yeah. Please Why stop. Why do that? If anything, that's like the Ugh. best case scenario because yeah. it's like been there, done that, not doing it again. Yeah, I don't know if your partner would be responsive to that mm-hmm. if your partner knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, and maybe your partner doesn't have to know. It's like that was yesterday. You're today. <laughs> so, whatever makes you sleep better. <laughs> Get it how you live. <laughs> this one's sweet. What's oh? What is the foundation for your creative trust in each other? That's a sweet one. Um, for me, it's probably just the, the friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that I'm working with people who genuinely, in every aspect of my life, want the best for me. Mm-hmm. So that kind of bleeds over into the creative trust mm. for me. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know that the intentions are pure. 
and the bottom line is not money. Mm, that's true. Mm. I would also say um, there's a certain rare quality of just like what whether you want to call it being thorough, whether you want to call it grit, like whether you want to call it being a real one. Like we've been through the fires uh, of life, so mm-hmm. if you know someone can do that, then I'm like, okay, that's a certain level of understanding that we can do this creative shit if we can get through you know, being impoverished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, the creative shit is a little easier, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, not really, but different different ball games. Yeah, different. But but the quality but is both pretty horrible. Yes. You know, creatively impoverished, <laughs> literally impoverished. <laughs> oh, a little deeper. What would you go back and do over again? And, I mean, there's different ways you can take this. You could yeah. do it again because it was so great and you want to relive it. Or, like, you did it so poorly that you want to do it over again so you could do it better. Mm. See, this is the Catch-22. I would say Downtown Girl Season 1 because it was, to me, the most, like, dynamite creative. But, like, we were learning. So, Mm. like, the production wasn't quite there. But I also feel like that whole season was based off of asking for, what is it? Uh, forgiveness not permission yeah mm-hmm. so it's like maybe that quality wouldn't have been there if everything was perfect and we had all the best yeah. camera crew mm. and so it's like damn i don't know yeah because I, I love that shit i would not change yeah. a single yeah. thing even when like it switches and the lighting is like so yeah. off like i just i love it's so beautiful one. That, it's like yeah it's per- it's goaded to me yeah. <laughs> it's perfect because it's crazy i also yeah. really loved like the process of season two like living in the house that we shot in mm-hmm. and like it just felt like every day was so purposeful mm. um it was it was so much fun hmm i don't know or i don't know you know what i would do i would do over probably my was that my 24th birthday or my it's either 24th or 24th. i think it was 24th because i had i had multiple parties I partied in New yes. York, then I partied in Chicago. Oh my God, what a lit fucking birthday! Mm-hmm. Oh, I, and the Chicago one was like very lit. We like went through a club, through the back entrance. We was like rolling blunts at the table. I mean, oh, it was an lit. affair. It was so lit. Oh, woo, girl. Oh, it was a time. Mm-hmm. A time. Yeah, that was a great. I do have a controversial. What I will do differently. Mm. Our JFL pitch. Oh. You don't want to dance out? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No? I think <laughs> I think they were being so polite with the, like, I'll never forget this. But I think they were looking at us like we were crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had masks. I, it we was... were wearing masks in this pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. A... It was fun, though. It was fun. Yeah, it, it was fun. fun. It was, you know, stand on it. Yeah. But in light of the question, for context, uh... I don't. I can't even <laughs> tell the yeah, damn so story. Yeah. So we. Yeah. We were in the Just for Last Festival in Montreal. We pitch competition. were in the pitch competition, and um, you know, it's just pitching a TV show. We were pitching Downtown Girls, um, but we, Mebbin and I, were doing the pitch part because we had directed that second season, and so. Yeah. The way we chose to come out, we were dancing to Outcast. It was like really rah rah. We had big masks of our our faces. Um, it was a something. And the person who won that competition ultimately did a very traditional, mm-hmm. like had a PowerPoint. Yeah, you know, his show was about the devil, but it was demonic. But it was, and and in watching it, I was like, damn, 
Oh, his shit looked good. Yeah, he was he was like at the place in his life where he was really trying to sell a show. Yeah, yeah. Right. He already knew he yeah. what like, the deal was. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. we were we were like kids with yeah. a with a great idea and a yeah. lot of good energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best decision made as a group business wise, and then also best decision made as an individual business wise. I think the best decision as a group was. Um, everyone moving to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best decision because um, I think our career took on a new life here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it got serious here. I think it actually became a career yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the best decision group-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is cute. What's your favorite part of the creative process? I like the retreats. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a great beginner of the phase person. I love the finding of things and like, Figuring things out, but not in a logical way, yeah. but just in a like intuition, what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my favorite part. I really love the like ideation stage mm-hmm. where you're just thinking of like, oh, this 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 will work, and then like you're out in the world and you're just getting inspired every which way, and like you're texting yourself or you're emailing yourself, mm-hmm. or you're putting in notes, like remember this, and mm-hmm. like that is just so brilliant to me. And then going back, like to this day, I still do that. I have like emails that I've sent to myself of just like ideas, and then I keep them unread until I'm ready to use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the outlining part. I love mm-hmm. outline. I enjoy writing outlines a lot. I like the way they look aesthetically on a page. I just, yeah. I don't know. I just like, I like that part. And it's all, it's also, it's like really pure to me, the outline part. Cause you're just putting whatever you're like feeling and thinking, like all that stuff that you guys just talked about. Uh, it's like the, the first, amalgamation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the first amalgamation of it. And it's still pure cause it's untouched. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just the outline, but it's the first time where you can really see yeah. all that shit you've been thinking about written. Yeah. That's cleanly, some real magic like, right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, and that's the moment where you see if it works, if it doesn't it, I work. I mean, it makes make it or break it in the outline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. if you get to script and you're frustrated, you're like, I didn't do a good outline. I didn't do it. And I've, I've been there many a times, mm-hmm. many a times, and then be trying to fix the shit in script and be like, Ugh. I gotta go back. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go back. Can we set myself up for success here. Yep, mm-hmm. wasted a good two weeks writing this the script. Will write itself mm-hmm. with a good outline. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you want people to experience you? <laughs> well, who? <laughs> true. Okay. A true team. Okay. A true team. I guess it's more like a general. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, a vibe. General. Yeah. I want people to walk away and be like, "Yo, that she was a vibe. Like that was such like a just an all around good time." Mm. Like, I want more of that. Where mm-hmm. do they sell that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar, similar wavelengths. Just you know, like just real wavy. Just like ah, uh, that was that was dope. That felt like some waves just rolling over. Just like mm. creative time, good time. Yeah, want to come back? Want to try that again? Yeah, I think I want people to walk away and be like, that was unexpected. Oh, <laughs> that was okay. That was kind of wild. That was a uh-huh. hmm. left field. Hmm. Wasn't the way I thought that was going to go. You just unexpected. If you misstepped professionally, how did you fix it? <gasps> Yikes. <laughs> the mistakes I forget quick. I gotta. So many. Um, but the, definitely one time I was intending to send a Mebita text message and I actually sent it to the person who I was talking about. 
Oh. But it, it, it wasn't like dragging them mm-hmm. or, or anything. Mm-hmm. I was relaying information that they had given me mm-hmm. to to a mebit, but like the way the way that I said it because the way they were giving the information was kind of odd and I noted that in the texter I was like it was oddly specific okay. you know and this was a person definitely with rank and authority and all these other things in this yeah. industry yeah. and it spiraled me I was like I was sweating this was before was the sick. unsend feature yes well before unsend Damn. I mean, Apple, you was jamming us up for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe this could have been like 2016, 2015. Oh. I don't know. This was years ago. Um, you were going to a screening of a movie, and I texted the person who was had invited me to the screening and said I could bring a friend, mm. whatever, whatever. And so, um, I like I I was just like panicking, and then like I asked Bashir what to do because I did not know I did not know what to do. Um, and he was like, he's like just just send a text, just be oh my god. Can't believe that. I, I, oh, what? Send it to the wrong person. Like, I need to sleep. You know, whatever. Um, and I did. And they were, like, cool about it. But I'm so crazy that, like, we're cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, it I could be weird. cool on hardly never. on hardly never seeing that person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We're cool. If I saw it, would be, yes. Oh, I we don't need to ever see each other again. Oh my God, I just got a horror story. It reminded me of a terrible mistake I made, which was when I was back when I was dating, you know, I was out and about with someone, doesn't matter. And I was at an establishment we all used to go to very often. I saw someone that we had had a general with um, maybe like a week or two before, but I was ashamed of who I was like with. Oh, So I saw her come in and I was like, oh my God, I don't wanna like say hello right now. Like, I don't wanna, this is weird. Like I feel like a black sheep in a corner of this establishment. I don't want you to see me right now. Of course, the server seats this this party oh. right next to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I really don't want to like kiki right now. Like I really don't want to say hello. It's really dark, you know, it's one in the morning. It's like, I'm like, I'm gonna pretend I don't see you. So like the whole night we are next to each other in the tables and like, I'm just kind of like, I, I, my back is to the person and I'm like, I'm gonna pretend like I just never saw you. Now to this day, similar to you, I'm pretty sure this person saw me and was like, why is she being insane and not like talking to me? Yes. And I don't know to this day, I haven't seen them since, but like, I feel like if I did, I would still feel really crazy. Like I would be like, I have to make, I did haven't, my, yeah. my, the answer to the question is I sat with silence. I haven't said anything, mm-hmm. but maybe in the future I'll go out of my way to be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought, I thought about doing that, but, but it's <sighs> also like, I kind of feel like sometimes there's a um, statue of limitations, <laughs> statue of limitations on certain mm-hmm. things. So it's like, uh, if, if I made that misstep like six years ago, maybe it's better. We, we just keep it pushing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but now that I'm older, I will. Ju- I did some sh- stupid Ooh. shit the other day, and I just immediately apologized. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. complete, so. complete a mistake. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, most of it is just like I apologize. Um, but one was like I got into this conversation on set with like a lead of a show, mm. um, and like. You know, I started the conversation with like a point of like connection that we had, and then it's kind of spiraled in a direction that I didn't 
expect it to go in a very negative direction. Because I thought it was going to be like, oh, my God, yay. But it was a quick, oh, my God, no. Right. Oh, you brought this up. Because you was cool with the bitch and they hate the bitch, but you yeah, ain't know. Yeah, I didn't know. You and ain't know. So I was doing my best to, like, mine the field of, like, playing neutral. And it backfired. And yeah. she went back and told another mutual of, like, yeah, I met so-and-so and, like, she was just being so neutral, like she didn't hate the person, like I hated the person, and then said that you said this, oh and God. so then I get an email from that person, oh like, how could you speak to a lead of a show and say this? And I was like, I, in earnest, really thought I was like playing right like, neutral just in this connecting. scenario. Yeah, yes. like I wasn't trying. I didn't drag no body. Right, but and the I, way that person came at you via email, if that was today, oof, no, and like, that, like, okay, let me clean you the fuck up. No, I would have ate her up today. Okay. Today, I would have ate her the fuck up. Like, who the <laughs> fuck do you think you're talking nah. to? <laughs> who do you think you are? But at that time, I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to make any enemies. Like, I was like, I didn't intend to hurt her, but your intentions are not what's the most important here. It's your impact. So I was like, I'm very sorry. Da da da. Um, and she, you know, had her little chip and she wanted to be like that. People it's is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. But now I know. I'm not going to say nothing to nobody about nothing. <laughs> right. Mm. Oh, what is a project that you wish you wrote? Um, uh, what's Michaela Cole's show? Mm. Uh, I, I May Destroy You. I, I May you. Destroy mm-hmm. You easy. Yeah. yeah. In a heartbeat. I wish it was mine. Yeah. That's a good one. Damn, bitch. That's a good one. That's a good one to steal. First, first episode I said, I was like, I wish this was mine. I wish it was mine. Yeah. I've never felt like that ever in my life. And I still yeah. don't feel like that about anything but that. Mm. Yeah, I love that. She wrote that. Fuck out of that. By herself. Yeah. Yep. By herself. Generally, yeah. we don't like that, but you did that. Yeah. yeah. Don't hog up. It worked. Script it worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't hog uh, up. For me, I guess my, you know, my muse creatively in a big way is Phoebe Waller-Bridges mm. um, because I love both of the shows that she is a huge part of, mm-hmm. both Fleabag and Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. So I would say both of those. So the, her brand as a as a brand. You wish you like, were her. Yes. I, I wish I, I wrote her. Phoebe. Yes. I wish I had written everything Phoebe had done. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, oh, God. The first thing that popped into my head is so, so ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, it's who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, you love it. You really do love you it. You really do it a love lot. it. I love it. You damn. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I don't know how Roger I would have went been able to go back in time and do it, but um, but I do. Yeah, it's so creative to me. It's like so so boundary pushing. Such a good movie. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Yes. Well, that was super fun. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for writing in with your questions. Um, you guys can always send us questions. You never know. We might answer some more at another date and time. Pull up on us. <laughs> Pull up on us. Okay, let's get out. I love it. I'm Chandra. You can find me at Chani. I'm Amebe. You can find me at Amebe Bayane. I'm Crystal. You can find me at underscore Chris Chris. And you can find us at Unglamorous Truths. And you can listen to our podcast wherever you find yours.